0: Twice a year, I trudge under the porch deck, tugging an orange outdoor extension cord with me. It's gross under there, full of dirt, rocks, and can be muddy at times. It's also kind of low, and I have to creep in on an angle, and I'm a relatively short person. I don't think Brian has ever been under here. When I get almost to the middle, past the first beams, I can see the bright blue polyester tarp wrapped around a puffy long something. You could think it's a dead body if the body was a fat pipe and you were a criminal with bad taste in tarps what's wrapped however is our sewage pipe exiting the house which leads to the septic tank and from there leads to the septic field out back if you work in healthcare like i do 25 percent of my time the term you might hear is elimination the pipe is partly above ground because of a funny angle it has to go from the house to the tank so therefore it is partly and unnaturally exposed this is bad every time i'm here i have a flashback to our first january when it was bitter 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 cold and the exposed part of the pipe froze and the water backed up into the house it was horrible we were terrified we called every plumber on our list and showered at the college gym for three days the owner had told us something about this but lost in our first weeks getting set up we forgot what we were supposed to do was as it got freezing cold wrap this exposed pipe in insulation and cover it with a tarp if need be hook up the heat type around the pipe that he had left us plumber number one realized the problem was the pipe but we didn't remember the heat tape so he tried to take a fire torch and thaw it. that was obviously a stupid idea in hindsight plumber number two we called remembered the heat tape and helped us hook it up and plug it into an outdoor outlet outside Within just a few hours, things were back to normal. Heat tape is awesome. Now, you should know there are at least four kinds of heat tape. There's self-regulating, non-regulating, heated water hoses, heated cable kits. I have no idea what any of that means or which one we use. Probably non-regulating because there's no thermostat. But I can tell you that we plug it in from the beginning of winter till the end. We also added more dirt around the exposed pipe. So less of it is exposed. and may be a little less critical. Kind of smart, right? But I got to tell you, the innovation doesn't stop there. This year, I didn't like how exposed the connection was going to be between the heat tape cord and the extension cord to the outlet. What about moisture, I thought. It's covered by the deck, but what if water leaks through? Well, I don't want to put the cords under the tarp, since what if it gets hot and there's a fire? So I go to Williams, our favorite hardware store, and I find the guy in the electricity aisle. It takes me 15 minutes to incoherently describe my problem, but he gets it. And his eyes light up he says you need the egg the egg i'm so excited to hear there's an answer at the end of the aisle is a box of green egg-shaped containers which get this that lets you pull your cord through and have the connection safely ensconced in the middle of the protective shell it's an egg it's genius i celebrate picking up an extra carhartt knit cap that i don't need some LED light bulbs, which I might need, and a fresh blue tarp, which doesn't match the forest green egg. But there's clearly no creative director in this industry, and I'm not going to start a thing at the only hardware store where the guys just solve my problem and talk to me. I leave the store feeling like I graduated an entire level. I'm not just ready for winter. I'm kind of in the advanced class. <coughs> I'm Matt Zucker, and this is it. learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley episode 28 Winterizing is a verb. Winterization is the process of preparing something for winter. If it's a weekend house or even more so, a beach or lake house only used part-time, is particularly crucial since you're not there and you want to protect it for when you come back. If you're a full-timer like we are now, you're living in it, so the risks are less, but you still have furniture and infrastructure to protect, as well as creature comforts so of being there all seasons. If I had a boat, winterization would mean pulling it ashore. I don't have a boat. Brian and I find we really need at least two weekends, or about 10 to 12 hours, to do our winterization. Every year, we take it up a notch. This episode, I'll share our checklist and some other thoughts on winter. It's here, and there's no Arya Stark to save us. Here's our 14-point house winterization checklist in semi-order of importance. Number one, turn off the water to the goat shed which is actually the gardening shed, which in the basement is somehow labeled the studio. Then let the pipe drain of water. This is important so water doesn't get stuck and burst your pipes. Number two, hook up that heat tape. I do this when it really hits freezing for more than two days. The tape is there under the deck all year, but as you heard in the opening, I have to connect it to an outlet with a long extension cord. Obviously, and because I'm not an idiot, I use an outdoor extension cord, which are usually orange. I love orange so i'm good with this as you also heard i now have the far screen egg which doesn't match the orange cord or the bright blue tarp but cleverly protects the connection from the elements the downside i just realized is that i no longer can see the light is on so i don't know if the heat tape is really working i think i should get one of those thermostat ones for next season number three insulate windows and fix seals ace hardware which is sort of the wise soul of hardware retail as a video on winterizing your home. My favorite tip is using a candle to find drafty windows. You walk around the house with a lit candle, and if there's a drafty spot, spot, the candle will flicker or get blown out. You can also add window stripping, install a door sweep, or those ugly cushions to the bottom of doors. Number four, insulate pipes. We did this one winter, but it's still on my list to check and see if we should scale. You can buy foam pipe insulation that wraps around your exposed pipes, or ones you think might freeze. It's really inexpensive and easy to do yourself, by yourself with the scissors. A good craft project. Number five, move your furniture. Though it's sturdy, heavy plastic, the deck furniture is best protected to put away. There's the table, benches, sofa, chair, and side tables, plus Nora's outdoor bowls. We also move the cafe table we never use in some of the Adirondack chairs, but not all. Number six, service your furnace. You need to do a furnace inspection, ideally earlier in the fall, but if you haven't, it's not too late. Our heating company does it for a fee. They check to make sure it's working, replace filter, and I have no idea what else, but I'm glad they're there. This reminds me to also service our beloved generator. Winter does a number on the power and we need her in good running shape. Number seven, clear the gutters. You have to clear out your gutters from the fallen leaves before the first snow and the deep freeze. Otherwise, you'll end up with icicles in strange places and rainwater spilling everywhere. It's really difficult and dangerous to try to melt this later. Our friends Victor and Stephanie tried during a dangerous storm, and Brian once bought an ice rake and was up there alone and could have broken his neck. Clear your gutters, my friends. Number eight, swap out your screen doors and windows. I hate trying to get these to fit back in, but somehow with enough pounding and the head of a hammer, they somehow slip in to form that perfect seal. We've delayed this since we painted the house this summer, and the guy has to come back to paint those. We also moved one our prized uh, air conditioning unit to the basement. I miss her already. Number nine, ferry your wood. Our garage is stacked with a lot of wood, but we have a contraption on our front porch to hold wood for easier shuttling to the fireplace. If you light the fire when you wake up and tend to it all day for proper heat, you're gonna go through at least 15 pieces of firewood. Number 10, rotate your clothes hats and gloves, boots near the front door, which is actually our back door. I also move my sweatshirts, v-neck sweaters, and other layers back into the closet and move the shorts out. I just realized I could have created a City at Knit winter cap, but it's probably too late. Message me if you think I should still do it. Number 11, restock for winter. There's gluten-free instant oatmeal to buy and also cold medicine. In the bathroom, I neatly or compulsively labeled the wire containers, and one is called meds. Despite our merging of bathroom cabinets last month during the big move, we seem low in aqua seltzer tablets, the magic tablets, which are definitely the quicker picker-upper when you're getting sick or full-on. Number 12, light up the night. Things get creepy dark, so replacing light bulbs cheers things up a bit. Outdoor lighting in particular is important up here. Last week, I replaced the bulbs on the walkway between the house and the garage, and it really does seem brighter already. I also checked the batteries on my dozen flashlights and lanterns. The coyotes are coming. Number 13, get moisture in the air. Dry heat seems to make us sick faster. So we place filters in the humidifier and also add water to the cast iron holder thing above the wood stove to get moisture in the air. The last, number 14, remember the oddities. Every house, especially old houses, have its quirks. The guest bedroom window at ours, for example, tends to pop open now and then, letting in a draft. So part of my ongoing vigilance is to walk in there and reclose it. You got all that? Next, we'll talk about our feelings. The writer Patricia Briggs wrote, A man says a lot of things in summer he doesn't mean in winter. Winter, of course, is a thing to prepare for mentally. There's also winterizing your soul, emotionally preparing for the coldest months. The fireplace, of course, has its own sound, feel, and aroma, and it makes us happy just lighting it, nurturing it, and sitting by it. We take walks when the sun is out, and that makes a big difference. Seeing the Catskills without all the tree and leaf cover has its own beauty. The closed farm stands to us just say, coming back soon. Things get dark early and you can see the animals less, so you need to offset that. They're there. You just have to crane your neck around the corners and see them in the barn. I feel like a bookstore visit coming on. What should I read these long afternoons? Let me know. And while I like hibernating, I also feel social and we get antsy. We need more friends for dinner parties. We need laughter. So we happily accepted an invitation to a gay and lesbian potluck this weekend and a last-minute celebration party after the local election. Several folks we know won spots as a judge and as town board members. But this was exhausting, this winterizing, too much for one day. We're now kaput in front of the fireplace, Nora asleep in her spot, and both of us on our laptops researching what else, our winter trip to somewhere warm. Thanks for listening to City It. Please review us in the Apple store and rate us. It helps people find us. You can also join our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash city at Life or follow us on Instagram at City Life. Links, info, and merch available as always at Cityit.com. City is proudly produced in New York's beautiful and now chilly Hudson Valley, 100 miles north of New York City. I'm Matt Zucker. Come visit